Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. Happy New Year, Gons. How have you been? Good, man. It's uh, It's been a while. A lot of stuff's been going down. Um, I think I could be pretty consistent here for, for, for our recordings here on Friday. So I'm ready to get back in it, man, and talk about what's going on in the league. Let's first talk about, well, before we get to to actual basketball before we get to the basketball stuff um we are going to be up we're going to be having a instagram page uh, the gons and big bat at instagram um make sure to check that out um all of our stuff will be posted there thumbnails and all that stuff so if you want to check out more gons and big bat stuff check out our instagram the gons and big and big mat on instagram let's get started um the lakers mediocre play of the season continued after losing to the heat on wednesday 110 to 96 they are two and eight since winning in the in-season tournament and seven and eighteen overall. A team once thought to be one of the best in the league are now fighting for a playoff spot. Injury-prone Anthony Davis and 39-year-old LeBron James have only missed five games combined, and yet the Lakers find themselves in tenth place in the Western Conference. LeBron did not want to talk to reporters after the game on Wednesday. Sham Sharanya and Jovan Buha from the Athletic posted an article writing, there is a currently a deepening disconnect between Darvin Ham and the Lakers locker room. Six sources with direct knowledge of the situation say, raising questions about the head coaching standing, the head coach's standing, the people spoke with the athletic on condition of anonymity so that they could speak freely on the matter. Those sources have described that the disjointedness between the coach and team has stemmed from the extreme ro- uh, rotation and starting lineup adjustments recently from him, leading to a fluctuating rhythm from several players across the roster. Alex Regla of S- the Silver Screen and Roll, which is a, blog, a Lakers blog on, on SB Nation, wrote in his article, the Lakers' most used lineup of D'Angelo Russell, Cam Reddish, Torian Prince, LeBron James and Anthony Davis have played just 333 possessions together this season, which ranks 19th compared to the rest of the league. Their second most group has played only 264 possessions. To put this into context, Houston's most used group has played nearly three times as many as the Lakers this year, 902 possessions. The most drastic change of these lineup changes probably came from when Ham benched his backcourt of Reeves and Russell in favor of a more defensive-minded tandem of Reddish and Vanderbilt. Despite early season optimism, the team is currently tied for 21st in offense, 28th in three-point percentage, only behind the Magic and the Pistons, and their 34.9 conversion rate on their wide-open looks from beyond the arc ranks dead last according to the NBA's tracking data. What are your thoughts on Darvin Ham this season, Gons? He's garbage. I've said he's garbage this season. I've said he's garbage last season. I've said he's garbage when he won the chip. He's just garbage. His rotation is questionable. Always. I, I don't understand it. His lack of taking initiative and drawing up plays at the end of a game where it's a possession that could literally win the game is non-existent. I don't know how many times I've been on this podcast and I've said, draw up a play. Draw something up. Okay, you want to go to LeBron? Have a plan B. Have a plan C. Have someone cutting. Nothing's there. I I, I don't know. I, I I I just don't know how he's had his job this long. In his defense, he is correct. He 
it's hard to build continuity and have consistency in the lineup when everyone is injured so frequently. True. But, man, look, I feel like Laker Nation, Laker fans are a lot easier on coaches now. We're not expecting you to be in first place, guy. We're just expecting you to be in fifth or sixth, win what you're supposed to win, lose a few that you're not supposed to win, and we'll be okay. And he's not doing that. I'm not surprised what's going on. I've been screaming at the TV on rotation changes. I know Miguel has. I know some of us have. I know you have. I know Rahul has. At this point, I think last year you knew you needed to make some trades. At this point, it's usually two things that you need. right? It's either the players or the coach. I think what needs to change now is the coach. Right. Like, I was that I'm not a defender of Darvin Ham. I'm the defender of let's keep some continuity as far as the front, like the coaching goes. Like you're not going to keep dumping coaches, you know, left and right for like. So if we're going to get rid of Darvin Ham, like my secondary question was, are Doc Rivers, Terry Stotts, Mike Budenholzer, are they really the answers the Lakers should, should really the answer, or should the Lakers look to promote like a popular assistant like Phil Handy? Look, I, I, Phil Handy's great. He's great. He's great at working out with them and working with players individually. I don't know if he's a head coach yet. I know he's great with individually working out with players on their one-on-one game. I've seen it. I believe that if you have a more veteran coach, that would match and align with the veteran players that you have, especially with the rookies that would need someone. Um, I know I know we don't like Doc, and that's fine. I think the other two have, are also, I think Buttenhouse is qualified, and Terry Scott's is qualified. Why not give them a shot? Why not? Why Why say are they really the answer? We They could be. Like, why not? Audition them, see what they have to say, go through the process, and and make your decision from there. I'm not saying they for sure are, but I'm saying those are three guys that have a resume. Terry Stotts, his best claim to fame was coaching Dame Lillard and then getting them to a Western Conference Finals. Mike Budenholzer, Mike Budenholzer actually won a championship in 2021, but they fired him two seasons ago. Like those guys, like usually, unless you're like Frank Vogel, which is I think the Lakers did him dirty. Um, and it had to happen, but still, I think they did him dirty. Like, you fire a guy after winning a championship two seasons ago. Like, they ha- he had to have lost the locker room. Like, and maybe that's that's what happened here. But I, outside of those guys, like, unless you're looking to promote it in, uh, an assistant, it seems like it's a desperate move to 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 try to get Terry Stotts or Mike Budenholders at this point in the season. Like, like if you're going to do it at the end of the season, fine. Because they get to implement all of their assistance, their their um, tactics, their strategies. But to do it mid-season, that just seems really difficult to do, especially with lack of you know preparation or, or practice time. So 
I, I, you could give them a shot, like you said, but I, 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 it's, it's tough. But I know Hams, those rotations, like we had, like I mentioned earlier from those articles, they're just, there's no consistency there. You, you've been clamoring for that for, for years now, even with, even with the Vogel that their lineups are inconsistent. Um, yes, injury does, does play a factor, but then also the Lakers aren't hitting shots. Like for some reason, like look at, look at Beasley. He left and shooting 45% from three. Like, how is that possible? Like it just the Laker curse is real, folks. The Laker tax is real. Like you come to LA, you can't shoot threes. This is this is kind of just how it is. So I don't know. Lakers are seven, seventeen, and eighteen. I know the fan base is frustrated. Outside, I of would the say we guns. are in a point to be desperate. I know you're saying yeah. it's a desperate move, but we are desperate. We are. We have a timeline with LeBron. That's not very long. We need like, to win. Do you put any of this on LeBron? He like since it feels like since we're not built to rebuild or to get better. We are built to win. You can't. Yeah, it's like since New Year's. There's a lot. Last few games, LeBron he only scored ten points last game. Looked really lackadaisical. Oh, because he wants a new coach. I bet you that's on purpose. He wants a new coach. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it's, it's I, I can't see them bringing in anyone else. I, I I'll disagree with you there. Like, potentially, but then like. There are some good assistants out there. Um, shout out to da- uh, David Adelman, Rick Adelman's son in Denver. Maybe you bring that guy in. That, tactically, that guy's pretty good. Uh, or someone from um, Eric Spolster's coaching tree. But I don't think you could do it mid-season. You can't bring, you can't bring someone else from the outside in. Like, last time that well, happened... Well, if you don't, Quince. you're just going to take this as a wash and lose and then have one year well, left Well, no. Like, on? internally, maybe, like, Phil, like the Phil Handy, Chris Gent is our offensive coordinator. Phil Handy's part of the uh, same Darvin Ham tree. It's going to be so no, much harder for him to gain their respect. Handy was there way before Darvin Ham was there. So, if anything, it's like, you just seen a guy that has respect in the locker room and then any sort of offensive, like you have to let that be handled by the assistant, assistant coaches. You can't just bring in someone midway through the season and expect them to implement everything for, in, in a championship season. That's just not going to happen. Like, if you're going to, like, Tyron Lee didn't take over and they instantly win a championship. Unfortunately, that's the case. You can't just bring in a coach and expect them to win a championship. That's just that's kind of just how it is. Let's move on. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks and, and Indiana Pacers. The, the Bucks are doing really well this year, except when it's against the Indiana Pacers. On November 1st, the Pacers beat them by, three, by two in Indiana. And in, in Vegas, in the IST semifinals on December 7th, uh, the Pacers beat them by by nine, and on December thirteenth, the Bucks did beat them by fourteen. That was the Giannis ball game that we talked about a few pods ago. Um, on and then on New Year's Day, which we thought would be a revenge, uh, the Pacers beat them in Milwaukee by nine. And on the third, two days ago, uh, the Pacers beat uh, the Bucks again one uh, by twelve in Indiana. Uh, do the Pacers just have the Milwaukee Bucks number, or is there something else lingering here? Oh, hundred percent. They don't have any defense to stop Halliburton. Why? Why? We know why. They traded Drew Holloway. Holiday. They traded defense to get offense. And now they're hurting at guarding that guard position. And India, Halliburton's as good as they come. I think, the, I, I'm, what was his last, I think the stats of his last game, 30, 30 points, 10 assists, no turnovers. It was stupid, man. Um, I look. They're going to have trouble against scoring guards, especially good scoring guards, because of that Dame Lillard trade. I'm not surprised here. 
in, in fact, I brought this up because in the playoffs, would you still take Milwaukee? Let's say they're at the number two and the Pacers are number seven. Or do you actually take the Pacers because of the matchup? I mean, what do you do if you're gambling here, Matt? I still take the Bucks. You would. Say- Halliburton hasn't had any taste of the playoffs. Dame and Giannis still have, you know, they have a playoff pedigree. At least um, Dame Lillard has been to a Western Conference Finals. Giannis has won a, a, a championship. I, I, I get it, but it's it's still it's a very scary matchup for most. No, it's a it's a thing. Like they tried to go small in, in those matchups and campaign. Bo Champ, ja- Austin Jackson, they did well in like in one game, but their bench they, when they tried to go small, it just didn't work out for them. Brooke Lopez, they, uh, as much as he he he's great at defending the rim, he can't keep up with their pace. No, no, no. So they, I saw it, him it, yesterday in the game, and he's always trailing. Yeah. He's coming into the picture late mm-hmm. when the when the other four guys are already there. It's it's an awkward offense, uh, as we saw yesterday. Sure, they beat the Spurs, but the Spurs are terrible. I don't see them winning from watching yesterday and and from observing what you do. It's a very awkward offense, right? It's give the ball to Giannis, let him work. Sure. That could work. Um, Dame kind of hanging around there. And then you got your other guys hanging around the perimeter as well. It's it's Dame, Dame Giannis pick and rolls. They run their pick and roll. Someone rotates over and then either Brooke Lopez or, (laughs) or our buddy Malik Bleasley has an open three. That's really their offense, right? When it comes down to it, like when you need a bucket, you go to that, right? Yeah, but the fact that Dame is so little, and if you get some lengthy defenders on there, I think that's going to affect that pick and roll execution. I think that's well. Uh, I don't see Indiana as being a, a defensive stalwart team. Like they had struggles after the IST defending. That's why they won like a four, like a five game losing streak. Unfortunately, right. But besides, if you take up. away Indiana, there's other, there's other guard. I mean, there's other defensive teams out there. That I just, oh, the Celtics. The Celtics have that a defensive backcourt. Maybe the the best defensive backcourt in the league. I don't think Milwaukee beats the Celtics. I don't think they beat the. I think they could beat the Sixers. I don't think they. I think they. I, I don't think they beat the Knicks. I don't think they beat the. I think there's five, six teams that they just don't beat. So I. I well, again, this they is make the trade a, deadlines coming up here in the, in the month. Trade or so. deadline, exactly. That's what it brings mm-hmm. me to. So, are, are do they go after someone like a, a Marcus Smart? Uh, he's scrappy. He plays defense. He's available. He's not really doing much where he's at. Uh, uh, we'll get to we'll get to the Grizzlies in a second. Um, but of course, the name that always comes up to me as far as a, a elite point of attack defender, elite guard defenders, who am I thinking of, Gons? He, his name, I think, comes up every podcast. Russo? Caruso. Alex Caruso. The Bulls are, are struggling again. That guy, you put him with Dame, backcourt, they'll be fine. Absolutely, he funnels them over to, to Lopez, funnels Lo- anyone, Halliburton. Right now, he's defending a lot of wings, so he's getting used to defending bigger players. Like He he shut down Durant, which was a weird, weird thing to say, but that was, a, that was a game like three weeks ago, and he did really well against Durant. But point of attack defense... Put him on that on a lead guard, funnel him into Giannis, funnel him into Lopez like he did with AD back in the bubble. I think they're fine, but they need to find some way somehow to get Alex. There are a Caruso. lot of people going after Caruso, my yeah. friend. Yeah, <laughs> right. So if the Lakers, oh, he is a Alex perfect Caruso. chess piece for a contender. He is that missing piece, and there's 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 look there's a there's contenders. There's like five or six. So um, it'd be interesting to see who locks him down. 
Yeah, it's going to take a lot more to get him because they could. Like, it, feel, it feels like every team outside, like the Celtics, unless the Celtics just want to upgrade their bench from Pritchard to Caruso, um, they, that could use him. So it's the Lakers, oh, let's trade for Caruso. Let's trade D'Lo in the first round. It's not going to work because <laughs> other teams are going to try to trade for him. So let's move on. You talked about the Spurs. The Spurs are sitting at 5-29 and after last night's loss to the Bucks. 125 to 121. Even after drafting highly touted Victor Wembanyama, the Spurs are still at the bot- are still a bottom tier team in the league. What are your thoughts on the Spurs? I think. And what does Victor and what does Victor Wembanyama need to improve on? Look, he needs to look inside himself and say, "Look, here's my situation. We're a rebuilding team, but I need to be better." And he needs to work on his game every day and just focus on getting better. From watching him, I think he's averaging 19 points a game, 10 rebounds. Sure, not bad stats. I know he's shooting at 29% from three. I think that either that needs to go in more or, or you know, that that's definitely an improvement if he's going to shoot that shot. I think there's still a lot of work he can do in the post game uh, in terms of him using his length. I feel like he uses, he tries to use his guard-like athleticism to do a lot of guard moves. Although it gets him 19 points, true dominance will come with him playing more like a big with the height that he has. No, for sure, right? Like it's we had talked about this before he entered into the league. Are going to be Kevin Durant or going to be Nikola Jokic? Like a guy who takes occasional threes, but he's dominate. He's able to dominate in the paint. Like move, move, move. Like he uses his size. With Victor Wembanyama, it's his length. He's seven six. Yeah, like he, you don't he see needs more the, Jokic, he, less Durant. Exactly. Exactly. He needs to get in the paint. And he needs to look at, you know, like Joel Embiid. You know, yes, he can shoot threes, but his his scoring should be done in the paint. 18 and 10, though, as a rookie. Rookie looks like a stick. Slenderman. Yeah, that's pretty outstanding. Like, if it wasn't for Chet doing what you know, he's doing in Oklahoma City, Victor Wembanyama would be the runaway rookie of the year. But, unfortunately, you know, Chet's doing what and he's Chet, doing in Oklahoma I'd want to say, is more, is more Durantish. Right, he's also exactly, very yeah. tall, but he, 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 the way he moves is more Durant. He more he, more Durant for him, yeah. more Jokic for uh, Wemby. Yeah, Wemby, but his is also with his offensive game. Yes, he does need to improve. He listed the stats there; I had them written down as well. Um, he needs his defense is elite, though. It's absolutely. If anything, it's interior wise. You're looking at a Gobert, and Dude, no one mentioned. Did you see the block yesterday on Giannis? Yeah. That was yeah. nasty. Exactly. Elite defense for for that's just someone that's just gonna get better with experience. So as long as he's able to subtly increase, like you said, subtly increase his offense little by little, get more inside, shoot less threes, twenty eight percent from they kind of cut it. But defensive defensive wise, that guy is gonna be a monster. But you know, to why the Spurs aren't doing well, they started a shooting for small forward power forward Jeremy Sohan at, at, at point guard. To be their distributor, he's not a great. He's not a, he's point, not a he's great not a point guard. I, exactly, done. He's it's not like, a point guard. Yeah, Pop, Victor Wembanyama is a victim of bad decision making by Pop, Greg, well, Coach Greg Popovich. Well, when he is Pop's young. time running out? I mean, are they just going to let him be there forever? Because his resume really, it, it, is uh, starting to, to decline a little bit. 
he, he, I love pop slander, you know, but he is the elder statesman there. I think management knows that whenever pop's ready to leave, he's going to leave. They're not going to fire pop. So that, that that's kind of what it is. I mean, he had Trey Jones on the bench. He's a point guard, not the best point guard, but he's still a point guard. So I think they're, I think what they're trying to do is purposefully not try to win these games outside of that random Lakers game. They just came out firing. Um, they tried to win yesterday, that's for sure. But again, it was nationally televised, so that could have mm-hmm. had something to do with it. No, for sure, right? Like it was, it was pretty close. That four, only only losing by four to the to the Bucks is pretty. The Bucks were a second half second half of a back to back, but still losing by four to the Bucks isn't on the road. Still pretty good. Um, Pop was also limiting Victor's minutes to under thirty minutes the past six games, so I don't think they're purposefully trying to win outside of like the Laker game and that game. So I, I like Spurs, it. I, I like it to avoid injury. We've seen so many big mm-hmm. men come into the league and get yeah. hurt. So. Sure, limit those minutes. If you think you can do thirty and you're not going to win anyways, I'm all for it. I, 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 who's up and coming in the draft? You know, that's. I guess if Pop lands one more number one pick, that could be a dangerous team next year, just like that. Yeah, exactly right. Like maybe one more piece, or like because Keldon Johnson, and Devin Vassell are actually pretty good. Um, he needs a point guard, so I'm not going to say the yeah exactly. They need a point guard, so to trade for a point guard, I mean. We'll see. Um, the Spurs are, are they're they're a work in progress. So Victor and Benyama, good for you. I think you're gonna be. I don't. You're not gonna win the Rookie of the Year. Unfortunately, Chet's doing too well. But Victor Benyama, like you said, he just needs to work in his post game. He's too big for that. For to, to not have one. Uh, let's move on. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies um, and John Morant. Um, they won four straight when he returned on December nineteenth. But the Grizzlies have lost four of the last five games. What are your thoughts on this comeback? Can the Grizzlies rally and make the playoffs? I'm looking at the standings now. Um, they are sure they can. <clears throat> They're only five games out. And they probably will. Look, Jaw's an idiot, but I love watching him play. Just watching him go against a Wimby. <laughs> Little dude crossing over, dunking on him. Um, he's a phenomenal player. I, it's just going to take some time, I think, for them to build chemistry. They won four in a row out the gate, which is good. They lost a few. I think they'll win a couple more. I don't know if the team's a contender. I don't know what the real direction for Memphis is going to be. I, you know, Maybe they do make some moves here at the deadline, or if they're smart, maybe you just tank and try to get a good pick to build on next year. If I'm them, I probably tank. Jaw was suspended for his gun stuff on Instagram. He wasn't necessarily injured. He's only shooting 25% from three guns. As a point guard, you need to be shooting 35 or higher, 36, 37%. Why do you think he did he not work on his game? No. He's like Iverson. During those 25 games? Like, why not? He's Iverson. If you know Iverson practice, like this guy just shows up in balls. And 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 that's it. And I, I think he's just he he could shoot well. He's just struggling right now, but he's not one of those players. He's not a Kobe Bryant. There's no mama mentality there. It's let's smoke some weed, give me some 40s, let's go out the next day and ball. That's that's Morant. And some people are God gifted like that. Allen Iverson was one. I mean, there's probably a handful of other players that could just go out and do that. Oh man, it's it it's just because we, we saw that firsthand last year, the Memphis versus Lakers series. Like, 
get to the getting to the rim mid range jumper is great, but he should he the fact that he didn't add to that though. Like you're right, like he, some people just have it and then don't kind of work on it. That's what separated Iverson from Kobe. You're completely right. Um, I mean, I can't speak on his work ethic. I don't know him for sure, but he really should have that three point game. Like if anything, those he should have spent those twenty five games just shooting threes but he still is only shooting 25 percent. so i think the grizzlies are cooked for the season nine six and 19 while he was gone that didn't do them any favors and they're still missing stephen jackson i don't think they're making the playoffs um i mean stephen adams right stephen adams yeah stephen adams um jaron jackson jr they gave him defensive player of the year last year he's not proving to be that this season um, I'm hoping it's Anthony Davis, but then per advanced stats, it's, it's looking like it's Rudy Gobert, even though Davis cooked Robert, cooked Gobert a few, na- few nights ago. Uh, let's move on. Uh, shout out to the Pistons, finally ending their 28-game losing streak, beating the Raptors last Saturday. The OG Ananobi trade happened this, that, that morning, so the Raptors were shorthanded and coming off a close loss to the Celtics in Boston. This had track great, tra- trap game written all over it, and you and I recognized it and made some money so shout out to, to us both for making some money on the pistons uh, finally breaking that, lo- that that losing streak um we talked about i talked about og ananobi what are your thoughts on the raptors trading og ananobi to the knicks for rj barrett and emmanuel quickly who won that trade the knicks ananobi he's phenomenal in new york i watched the game the other day um, I, the one that was televised on Saturday, uh, I believe they were where they playing. I think they were playing Miami. Not sure, but he looked great. The fans love him. Barrett had an attitude problem, and he was a cancer in the locker room. They got rid of him. I liked quickly. Um, I feel like that's the one asset that they did get. But I, I think it's a great move for the Knicks, and I think they won that trade hands down. Right, we had talked about earlier. He needing a, a, a perimeter defender, ultimate three and D guy, ultimate. Exactly right. Like now, you could defend the Celtics, where you just had R.J. Barrett wanting to be more offensive minded. You have a defensive minded guy in the backcourt, so it only helps because Brenton's so small. Adding O.G. Ananobi elevated their ceiling for sure. Um, they could be a top four seed in the what? In, they're in the a East good now. team. I, they're very fun. good team. They're fun to watch too. I. I... Yeah, Nick's, Nick's Twitter and Nick's TikTok were honestly saying that Isaiah uh, Emmanuel quickly was the bigger trade piece for the Raptors than um, than RJ Barrett. They they loved that that quickly and um, and uh, Scotty Barnes backcourt. Uh, how do you think they're going to do? I mean, I, I, again, they'll they'll do well. They'll do okay. I think where they're at right now, they're at the 12th seed. I don't think this puts them into the playoffs. I think they're another team that just tries to get a pick. It yeah. it does so, give so, them so, some younger yeah. pieces though to build off. They got two mm-hmm. younger guys that they could use. So I get it for them. You know, they're they're in a rebuild mode. Uh and I'm glad they got rid of, you know, OJ OG because, you know, he could be an effective piece for the Knicks now. Yeah, Siakam's going to be a trade piece. I don't think Siakam will be there next month. Oh no, 100%. Um, Who's going to get him though? Yeah. That'll be I'll be interesting. Yeah, Jakob Pertles would be a really good piece for a contending team, too. Someone to, to defend the rim. A lot of teams do need that um, to run like kind of four-out, one-in system. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, lot, lot of stuff happening, especially with the Raptors. Good on the Knicks for making that trade. All right, Gons, is there anything you want to add before we leave today? No, man. Um, 
Let me let me pick my game of the week here. I know there's some good ones here. I'm gonna say um it's gonna be Sacramento minus five and a half at home. Versus Raptors. Yeah, I mean they are they did I think the Kings oh yeah, they didn't play last night. So yeah. Um yeah, that's a good pick. The the Kings are very good. The Raptors are still kind of working it in. So locked it in, guys. The Gons pick for this week. The Raptors are the the Kings minus five and a half in Sacramento over the Toronto Raptors. Right? Yep. Cool. Anything else you want to go before we leave? Lakers Grizzlies, man. Who's gonna win tonight? Lakers. Oh yeah. Lakers. The Lakers lose to the Grizzlies. Fired Darvin Ham on like right has the. Exit the spread's only no four and a half. So is this a guarantee win because of yeah, what's they're, happened? They're, they're, we again. The Lakers saw Memphis last year in the playoffs. There's and they haven't really done anything outside of added what Marcus Smart. Congratulations. Um, the Lakers murdered them in the IST by like forty because they actually shot their three that they actually shot threes that game. Um, yeah. So if the Lakers lose tonight, Darvin Ham will not have a job on Saturday morning. So maybe that's a that's a game they bet on too. That'll be it for us today. One more thing, shout out to the defending champion Denver Nuggets, overcoming an 18-point deficit to the Golden State Warriors in the fourth quarter Thursday night, winning on a 40-foot three-pointer from Nikola Jokic, who showed more happiness than when he won the championship. Since his Christmas Day game against the Warriors, Jokic has only missed five total shots in four games, and he shot the ball a total of 44 times. Only Wilt Chamberlain in the 60s was able to have that sort of stats. So Nikola Jokic, for as much as we think Joel Embiid or, you know, Shade Gilgis Alexander, how much I love his improvement, it's Jokic's MVP this season. He was robbed last season because we didn't want to give it to him three straight. He's going to get another one. Because the Denver Nuggets, they're going to be a top seed again. It's because he's he's the engine of that offense. They're okay. They're adequate defensively. It's, I think what well, people are kind of fooled on, like defense, uh, can defense still win championships? It still can, but the Nuggets, with how great Jokic is on the offensive end, it doesn't look that way, um, maybe in the future. But we'll see. Um so yeah, like I said earlier, our, our, our Instagram is going to be up, the Gons and Big Matt Instagram. Our podcasts will be posted there. Um, it's still going to be on Spotify, but our thumbnails to link you over to the um, to the podcast will be listed there. I'll put it on my on my personal IG page too to try to get that um, Gons and Big Matt page up um, and up to to everyone. So thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. We'll see you next week.